102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in the Talking Heads on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy and rainy this afternoon. It's a little rainy out there now, to be quite honest with you. High of 57. Tonight, cloudy but clearing. Low of 31 for Tuesday. Partly and mostly cloudy. High of 39. Believe it or not, there is a chance of snow on Wednesday. But at this point, they're only talking about an inch. Maybe more. I'm going to lean towards an inch. It's uh, 40 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us on the phone today. Actually, maybe he's he's even here. I don't know. It's so hard to keep up with this very busy schedule. There's that. Tell you about the house party I was at on Friday night. Good time. Damn good time. And Steve will be here as well. It's 536 in Rock 102. 8 a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto Group is proud to present Scott Zolak. Feels Classic Rock. It's 551 and Queen at Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a pretty crappy day today. Uh, rainy with a high of 57. Could see some uh, snow accumulation, I guess, maybe tonight into overnight. Maybe. They're saying maybe an inch on Wednesday, too. Oh, I got an inch for you. Yeah, I bet you do. But I got an inch for you today, too. I bet that's about as much as you can give me. It's uh, 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump. Do it once, do it right, Aqua Pump. How about some Hollywood mm. Trash with Steve uh, Nagel? The right the- CNN suspended Chris Cuomo last week for using his position to help his brother Andrew Cuomo deal with sexual harassment claims that came to light when Andrew was governor of New York. But by the end of the week, CNN decided to cut its ties completely. CNN says that during its initial investigation, additional information came to light that they will continue to look into. They didn't say what that information was. On Saturday, Chris was hit with a sexual misconduct allegation of his own. The alleged victim is a former junior colleague at another network. There's no word on her identity or what she's claiming Chris did to her. I saw saw this uh, little segment of a clip from uh, Jim Norton doing a comedy thing. Yeah. Where he said it was, you know, there's a bunch of people, like half the people will say, "I, I can't believe he helped his dirtbag brother. Right. What a jerk. And then the other half has said, you know, if he didn't help his brother, they would be saying, I can't believe he wouldn't help his brother. Yeah, right. What a jerk. It's true. It is true. Uh, This could be the reason CNN decided to fire Chris, uh, but they said they already had enough of a reason to let him go before it came out. Chris denies the allegation, of course. Back in 2005, Cuomo was accused of inappropriate touching while employed by ABC News. He apologized but said the touching was not sexual in nature. We're Italian. We just touch. We touch people. The only thing we know how to do is touch people. Uh, you know, uh, Mayor Dom Dom's Italian. I've never seen him uh, inappropriately touch anybody. You can't use no. that. You can't use that excuse. I'm Italian to, yeah, to no, touch people. I, I was trying to think if I ever seen him inappropriately touch anybody. I I don't think he ever has. I don't no, even, he's a he's a very cordial Italian. He won't even inappropriately touch something that's on a table, like a dinner roll or 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 like a. I'm not gonna touch that. I'm not gonna touch a napkin. I don't know where that's been. Probably I don't know. Been on your mouth. Those hot cross buns. I'm not really a big fan of those anyway. They got too much cinnamon on them. That's it. Uh, did you know Seinfeld Holiday Festivus was a real thing? Did you know that? Uh, it's one of the real holidays that I celebrate every year. Uh, because we uh, first heard about it on Seinfeld, we consider Festivus a made-up holiday, but it's not entirely true. It was something that actually celebrated in the home of Seinfeld writer Dan O'Keefe. And just like the fictional version that's depicted on the show, the holiday that Dan grew up with was rooted in dysfunction. He says it was invented by his dad, who was a, quote, undiagnosed bipolar severe alcoholic who nonetheless was extremely high functioning 
I got a lot of problems with you people. He was also prone to saying a lot of crazy stuff, not surprisingly. O'Keefe says, quote, it was a holiday that was unique to our family, and it didn't have a set date. And in real life, it could just happen whenever the F he felt like it. <laughs> or he w- or was extremely hungover and wanted to jumpstart his, uh, his, his, his craziness. Uh, in one year, there were two for some reason. One year, there were none. You never knew when Festivus was coming. That's actually kind of funny. That actually, <laughs> that actually is really funny. Except you know, when in a thirty-minute comedy show, you can't have it moving around. It's got to be a specific date. Yeah, it's and no be, tinsel. And I find that distracting. And that's why they do the twenty-third now for this. In Dan's home, the airing of grievances was quote a very formalized setting for yelling. <laughs> he says, "quote Growing up, myself and my two brothers were in the form were in a form of child abuse." that yet wasn't recognized as such by the state of New York, induced to perform uh, <laughs> seasonal rituals. Oh, my God. Uh, it actually wasn't uh, Dan's idea to write Festivus into Seinfeld. Word about it got around, and everyone on the show, including Jerry, thought it was hilarious. Dan tried to resist, but eventually he figured, quote, if he has to be smeared onto the world, it might as well be something like this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you always kind of wonder, like, where ideas come from, and a lot of them come from, like, Something like this, you know, it, it, not just on Seinfeld, but on any show. A lot of stuff from, it, it, particularly yeah. Seinfeld, came from other stuff or real life things. Like there were like certain lines that that came up out of uh, like the old Buddy Rich uh, tapes. You ever hear the old Buddy Rich tapes? Yes. Where Buddy Rich is berating everybody on the yeah. bus. Right. There were three different occasions where lines specifically from that tirade wound up being on the show. Yeah. See, that's how it works. That's how it goes. Uh, George Clooney recently turned down $35 million for one day's work. It was an airline commercial, but it was for a country that engages in questionable practices. He uh, he and his wife, Amal, who uh, uh, who's an international human rights attorney, decided it was best to pass. Gee, we must be so tough to be George Clooney. He struggles. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't do this $35 million commercial. Not for the things that you do. Yeah. It's a burden being that appealing. I gotta tell you, you don't you don't know until you're there. Uh, it's that time of year when a lot of us rewatch our favorite holiday movies. I watched Home Alone on Friday night. Did you? Yeah. You know the one of the other funny part. I told you my favorite part of the movie was when the little Santa Claus is uh, is trying to help <laughs> Kevin along, and he like, gives him Tic Tacs out of his pocket. Right. He goes here, put out your little paw there. Gives him the Tic Tac. But the other part is John Candy in the uh, as the polka band guy with Catherine <laughs> O'Hara, and they're sitting in the back of that box truck, and then she says, uh, "Hey, you, oh my God, I'm a horrible mother." And he goes, "No, no, no, you're not." And he goes, "Did you ever leave your child home behind on vacation?" <laughs> and he goes into this thing about how he left his kid at a funeral parlor <laughs> once, all day long with a corpse, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, he finally started talking after six, seven weeks, and uh, uh, kids are resilient. They'll come back from this thing and no problem. It was just, it was just again, one of these things like that, that entire movie is freaking stupid. But there's, but there's some certain, gems in there, too. There's certain lines in there that are funny. Uh, but when you have a movie uh, night, you can impress your friends with a few fascinating facts. Are you ready? All right. Bill Murray improvised a lot of his lines in Scrooge. Bill uh, was also in negotiations to play the lead in Bad Santa, but due to a scheduling conflict, the role went to Billy Bob Thornton. Which would would have been my number two after Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol was the first Muppet movie to be made without Jim Henson. Did you know that? I had no idea. 
Well, there you go. See, these are fun facts you can share at your dinner party. These are fun. Is this is these the fun facts you shared at your dinner party on Friday night? No, it wasn't a, really a dinner party. Uh, Tim Burton said his storyline for The Nightmare Before Christmas was inspired by seeing a collision of Halloween and Christmas decorations in stores. That makes sense. All right. Okay. The FBI issues a memo in 1947 about It's a Wonderful Life being a possible infiltration by communists into the movie industry. The movie also did terribly at the box office and put the director $525,000 in debt. Well, why didn't he just ask the townspeople of, uh, of uh, Bedford Falls to yeah. come and help him out? I didn't realize that was such a flop. Yeah, I didn't realize that was either. There's yeah. a lot of things out there that were uh, not good then, but then all of a sudden cherished now. I told you, the Christmas story, the same thing. It wasn't a blockbuster when it came out, but you know, people started to, to kind of uh, get the hang of it. Neither was Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka was not a big box office hit. I find that hard to believe. That came became a cult classic years later. That traumatized me for many years. Uh, and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, great news, everybody. The college football bowl schedule has finally been announced. And with the college football postseason beginning a week from this Friday, you're going to want to prepare yourself for the rich tradition and pageantry that goes along with all 44 of these legendary college football matchups. For example, it all starts on December 17th with the Bahamas Bowl and the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. But it doesn't stop there because you also have the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, the Cricket Celebration Bowl, the Radiance Technology Independence Bowl, the Lending Tree Bowl, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, the Tax Axe Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Tax Axe Camellia Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, the Lockheed Martin Armed Services Bowl, the Union Home Mortgages Gasparilla Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl, the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, the Serve You First Responder Bowl, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, the Transperfect Music City Bowl, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the Tax Layer Gator Bowl, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, the Capital One Orange Bowl, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, the All-State Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, and the National Championship presented by AT&T. And then you have some stupid ones, too. You know, the ones that are merely there to promote themselves with the shameless use of crass over-commercialization. Specifically, there's the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl on December 31st and the equally disgusting Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl on December 18th. If ever there was a needless pandering to an example of pure ego-driven recklessness, this would be it. Would you want to go through your college career telling everybody that your greatest achievement was playing in a football game that was paid for by Jimmy Kimmel or worse, David Portnoy from Barstool Sports? No offense, but I think I'd try to find a way to stay home. But hey, and MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Can you walk in any Rockies right now and pick up a copy of the current sales flyer? Yes, you can. But you can also get Rockies current sales flyer anytime in your phone or computer. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6-11. And 
and uh, Boston and Rock 102. Crappy and rainy today, high of 57. Uh, wintry mix tonight. Could see a one-inch accumulation possible, but tomorrow, sunny and a high of 39. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Crack that wheel! Break your mama's back. You, uh, you said I should play Whip It by Debo, and I, I didn't yeah. even question why. Well, uh, not only is it one of my favorite songs. It is? No. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm. I leave here on Friday morning, right? Yeah. And I, uh, I have to go see a friend who, uh, who lives over in Wilbraham. So I go see the friend, and then I leave uh, Wilbraham, and I get on the Mass Pike, and I have to go shopping. And my intention was to go to Costco. Sure. Uh, but I said, you know what? BJ's is right here off the Pike. I might as well just go here. Well, there you go. Because I got a membership there too. I'm like a, I'm a membership club whore. I don't mean to uh, to brag, Steve, yeah. but uh, I'm right where there with you. I got yeah. Costco and BJ's. Yeah, Do you yeah. Have a Moose Club membership. No. Do you have an Elks Club membership? No. Then don't talk to me until that day happens, sir. Um, <laughs> There's not... only so many clubs I feel like joining. Hey, you're not uh, you're not any uh, elite person unless you've had a pickled egg out of the Elks Club jar. I can't say I haven't. Uh, well, that I have rather. So, so I go, I go to BJ's, and uh, I don't really get over there that much because it's kind of out of my way, uh, and I really didn't even want to buy the membership, but it was cheap. And uh, Barry Krieger and I split it now. You two of you went in on a membership? Well, yeah. Well, actually, I bought the membership. He's the guest on the membership because he was looking for a card, and I'm like, I'm not, dude. I can't like. I'm just gonna put your name on it. Then you can go over there and get your own stuff. No kidding. Yeah. Right. So he. What is uh, going on between the two of you? It's I don't like, know. This it's is way. Uh, it's almost way too close. Nah, it's really not that close. We're just good friends. That's all. I guess so. Anyway, sounds a little bit suspicious. So, uh, so I stop into BJ's and I'm walking around the store and I'm uh, loading up giant jugs of cheese and jelly and yeah, peanut that. butter and uh, motor oil. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you possibly need. And I hear over the loudspeaker at BJ's. Now I haven't I haven't seen something like this in probably 30 years where a grocery store or some kind of retailer makes the big announcement that they're going to be giving you a free product if you head to this aisle right now. Okay. And that's exactly what happened. Was the guy comes over the uh, loudspeaker and he says, "Uh Attention, BJ's customers. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity will be presented to you between aisles 9 and 10 at the blue kiosk. He's already selling the sizzle yeah. on this one. And that will commence in five minutes. And, they, you know, right, so he goes, and, and, but you have to be there in order to get the free prize, right? Okay. So I, and I'm like, I'm intrigued. I got nothing else to do right now. I think I can uh, I can wait for this free prize. Wouldn't you, you head to it? For five minutes? Eh, I guess that depends on what part of the store I'm in. Now, at first, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I have time for this. And then, as the countdown kept, you know, it was like five minutes, then three minutes, then two minutes. Are they announcing? They're, as annou- it go- okay. they're announcing, go, uh, in less than one minute. There will be a free prize given away to all BJ's customers, but you have to be at the end of aisle 9 and 10 with the blue kiosk yeah. in order to receive your prize. Yeah, you know, they got to do that because there's always new people coming in and, and leaving. Yeah. You know, like if you're like, you're in line yeah. to check out, you're going to pull out a line to go yeah. get your free thing? Right. I don't know if I do that. 
And, right. I wouldn't do that either. No. Uh, but anyway, so I, I, go, I walk over to... Uh, to aisle nine and ten, yeah. And sure enough, there's other people there waiting for their free prize as well. Of course, right? Look, look what they do for a free sample. Uh, exactly. And 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 this guy eventually walks over, and he is just like, "Okay, folks, I'm going to give you a free prize, uh, but you will have to, uh, you will have to listen to me, you know, give a presentation." He was oh, giving a presentation, boy. right? Yeah. So I'm like, what did I get myself into? But I'm really curious to see what the free prize is. Sure. And uh, he starts handing. He goes. He tells everybody to. Why don't you just if you leave your carts over there out of the way, and then just line up around the table. That way, it'll be easier for me to pass these things out. Mm -hmm. Right. So you go over there, and he passes out one of those eyeglass cleaner cloths. No kidding. Yeah. And um and and he goes, these are free. And I go, ooh, free. <laughs> I like free. Yeah, free is the best. But I'm uh, I'm a little intrigued because I want to know what this guy is going to give a presentation on. He's not saying what it is, right? But he uh, starts pulling out all this stuff, like uh, floor tiles. And uh, hardwood flooring. And uh, and all these things can be cleaned by the eyeglass cleaner? No, 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 no. The eyeglass cleaner was just a, that's an extra added bonus for what this man is presenting. He's presenting some sort of cleaning product. Oh, right? boy. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, I can't get suckered into this thing. Come on. It's uh, it's just another uh, cleaning product. It's like going to the Big E and uh, getting sucked into one of them. Ginsu knife or Miracle Mop or a ShamWow, right? And uh, so uh, he's going on and on, and he's passing out stuff to people. He's having this lady; she drew a face and magic marker on tile. You don't want to do that, no, you don't. Do you? Yeah, well, that's that's a that's almost a a, a messy heartbreak. Hardwood right flooring, and you know what? I wish I had had. Because he was passing the things out, saying, "You know, draw on this and and do this." You would have put a penis on it. No, I wouldn't have put a penis on it. I wanted to write, uh, when is this over? <laughs> right. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm patiently waiting for to him to unveil this, uh, this cleaning product. And he, he takes out the, uh, the tile and, and the mirror. There was a mirror that a lady had written in black magic marker on, you know, to, okay. to show you how easy it is to get off the mirror. Sure. And he sprays this stuff on. And it just glides right off, Bax. The stuff just glides right off the... Wow, the Steve. Thing. What yeah. an amazing product. It was an amazing product. I feel like we should be wearing like matching sweaters while we talk about this. We should be talking. We should. That's, that would be a very added uh, thing to the ambiance. Yeah, and then everybody in the crowd would like would right. like applaud enthusiastically yeah. over everything that you cleaned. Yeah. So, th so this guy's going on a spiel, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay. I think you got me hooked. You know, where's the product, right? Where's my where? And by the way, where's my free thing? No, I got the free thing. You got it already. The free thing was the eyeglass thing, which was kind of a downer, to tell you the truth. Well, considering the mat, the miracle uh, cleaner that you're looking at, it's almost a the pales in comparison. But this was a brand new product for the first time ever being introduced at BJ's, and I was there from the beginning. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. That's what. Well, that's what they tell you. Yeah, you're there. You're here from the beginning. And I'm just like, come on, when is it? Give me the details. And he finally, he finally reveals yeah. the product name. And it is? And it is Whip It! Burr, 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 burr. 
And I said, this is a sign from the heavens no that kidding. I must have this product. So I got not one bottle backs, not two bottles. How many did you get, Steve? Three bottles That's for the incredible. price of one. And I got some, I, I did it. And did, but, you, did you go home and whip it? Whip it good? Oh, I whipped it. I whipped it real good. But uh, don't you ever get a sign like that that you need to... like? If I hadn't heard... Uh, Devo's Whip It on the way in on the radio. You did? I did. No kidding. Yes. Well, that sounds like a sign. That was a sign. And I said, I must, I must have this. This needs to be in my life. You know, I need more cleaning products. You know, some people could easily walk away from a, from an opportunity like this. Right. But you saw how, how miraculous of a product this is, Steve. And you couldn't just walk away. You needed all three bottles. I did need all three bottles, and I agreed with the man presenting the doing the presentation that I am so sick of having my under my sink look like a bucket full of cleaning products when you could just have this one bottle under your sink, which is now three because that's what it came with. Now, how much did this all, uh, add up to per bottle? Twenty nine ninety nine. Wow, that's an amazing yeah. deal. Well, yes, but you got three <laughs> bottles. Now, if you were to go online and buy twenty nine ninety nine, you'd only get one bottle. Plus, you'd have to pay like ten dollars shipping. So you're right. paying forty bucks for one bottle. I got three bottles for twenty nine ninety nine. But wait. There's no more. There's no. I was gonna ask, is there any more? There was no more. Really, you didn't get like a like a like a whip it T-shirt or no? But uh, the idea that I heard this song on the radio before I got into BJ's and that the product's name was Whip It itself, it was destined to be the the stars were aligned that day, my friend. It's not too late. It's not too late to whip it. Whip it good. never remember which one know, it says first. Go forward not, to get straight. I know. It's one or the other. Well, this is an amazing story, Steve. Well, thank you so much. I just felt like I had to share it with the world, and uh, you can pick up your own bottle of Whippet for $29.99 at BJ's. <laughs> it's, not for BJ's, at BJ's. Right. Yeah. It's 622 on Rock 102. 5 of Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy and a high of 57 today. Wintry mix uh, tonight. Could see a... Accumulation of about one inch, but nothing too bad. A high of 39 for tomorrow and sunny. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us after 7 o'clock today. Pretty sure there's a big football game we'll probably get to talk about. A and, huge football game. Yeah, a real big one. And we'll, uh, we'll get to that and some other things, too. And I'm going to talk to you about uh, my house party on sa- on uh, Friday night. Was kid and play there with the no, house party? No, not a, not a kid and play house party, although I did, uh, I did do my hair like a flat top. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's the way you should do it. It looked good. It looked. I worked on it for hours. Yeah, it grew back uh, very quickly. Yeah, well, you know, it's. I mean, it was a big flat top, if you remember on the, from the movie. Yeah, it was very, very long. Like very Marge Simpson-like hair. <laughs> it was, it was very, much, very much like a, like a beehive. Uh, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. What do Popeye's fingers smell like? I don't know, Steve. What do Popeye's fingers smell like? Olive oil. <laughs> I don't know why.
Maybe don't he's doing a lot of cooking. I, I think Guy Fieri was coming over for a dinner party one night, and then he is a thing the Booyah! About 6.30 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. You're very welcome, Steve. Uh, last... Oh, damn it. I got it. I've, I got it. We're, we're good. We're good. You got it now? I got it now. Steve, hey, this uh, is your first story in the first newscast to the first day of the week. Hey, mm-hmm. Seems a little early to kind of be tripping all over yourself, don't you think? I mean, I'm, I'm setting the bar. For the rest of the week, uh, it's just probably, to let you know. You probably know? for the best. Yeah, I just uh, I, sometimes I get a little discombobulated. I get, I'm not criticizing. Don't yeah. get, don't get me wrong. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm worried about you. Yeah, there's no need to worry. A uh, pedestrian was struck and killed in the westbound lanes of I-291 last night. Western Mass News was reporting that the Mass State Police uh, closed the passing and middle lanes of the highway in the area of Exit Three, the Armory Street exit, as they investigated the incident. But we have no other details. That's it. That is a developing story. All right, and we'll have uh, we'll have more probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, yeah, uh, of of twenty twenty two in December. Yeah, when we'll we find can out. Barely remember the crash. Springfield, uh, uh, Springfield City and police officials are calling on local courts to deny bail to a suspect in a Saturday armed assault of a police officer. Mayor Dom Dom and Police Commissioner Cheryl Clapperud issued a joint statement. Ooh, joints. I don't, I don't think it's the no. same joint. No, I think, uh, I think it means they are in partnership together. Calling the suspect who allegedly pointed a firearm at a Springfield officer too dangerous to be on the streets. Last night, uh, last night, once again, an officer had a firearm pointed at him by an individual who had multiple open gun charges against him, but is yet again back on the street and once again to perpetuate harm and possible death, whether to one of our brave and dedicated officers or to a resident. Now, listen... Listen, you dirtbag, you dingbat, you want to come into my city and cause your violence? I will kick you right in the bocce balls. There you go. You tell him, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Uh, police officials said Saturday night that the 19-year-old uh, Keniel Santiago was arrested at about 7 p.m. in a residence on Lowell Street after he was identified as the man who pointed a firearm at officers as they re- responded to a call on Lowell Street. Santiago is expected to be arraigned in uh, Springfield District Court today on firearms charges and assault charges. Uh, in statements last night, police uh, officials said Santiago actually fired a handgun at officers, causing the officers to return fire. Today, police said the suspect did not fire the weapon, but apparently pointed it as off- at officers from the backseat of a fleeing vehicle. Well, that's a big difference. It's a big difference, but uh, nevertheless, if you are pointing a gun... At police officers. Yeah. Aren't they still within their right to maybe point their guns back? Yeah, but I, Mike, that, I'm curious as to why you would say, well, he fired at us, and then and say, then, no, 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 he really didn't fire us. He just pointed at us. Yeah, okay. Not to say that's not dangerous. I'm just saying why the discrepancy, that's a big detail. Well, you know, sometimes these things have big discrepancies. I guess so. That's a pretty big one. Uh, I'm urging. Uh, oh no, this is Cheryl Clapper. She said, "I'm urging the court." Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't yeah. talk like Mayor Dom Dom. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, you know, hey. No. She uh, also wouldn't call somebody a dingbat. I mean, unless like it's like you know face to face or privately, she would never do that to the public eye. No, uh, Dom Dom would do that. Sure, he does. He's you got, dingbat. He can do that. My mother pointed a gun at me once. 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 Uh, Cheryl Clapper had said, 
I'm urging the courts to ensure that this individual have held after he's arraigned. Uh, his uh, brazen actions that uh, only seem to be emboldened by the lack of consequences he has faced in different court systems put not only our officers' lives in danger, but also dozens of innocent bystanders in our North End neighborhood. Please keep this dangerous individual off our streets. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of the problem. When you have a guy who commits a crime and then he's just released almost immediately after being arrested. Yeah, it doesn't seem very productive. That's not a productive way of showing somebody that there are consequences to our actions. I mean, that's a, almost a way of saying, I'm sorry to trouble you for your time. Yes, I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm sorry we detained you for the crime that you committed. Uh, it seems that to hold you here any further would be uh, inconvenient. And that's that's not what we're about here in the city of Springfield. Very inconvenient. Yes. So you may have missed appointments or important telephone calls or what have you. Uh, the Office of Chief Medical Examiner has determined the body of a man found by hunters in the Pittsfield State Forest Saturday. Pittsfield, was, Steve. Have Pits you ever been there? Yeah, I have. Uh-huh. Okay. An autopsy of the 32-year-old Raymond Dela Cruz Batista determined he died from multiple gunshot wounds, a spokesperson for the Berkshire County District Office said Sunday. Officials are asking uh, any that any homeowners in the area of the State Forest with home surveillance systems provide copies of images made between Friday night and Saturday morning. Anyone with information on the incident is asked to call the Berkshire uh, State Police Detectives or the uh, Pittsfield Police uh, Detective Bureau. It's Pittsfield. Have Steve. you ever been there? I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. I don't discount uh, your uh, your feeling about it. I actually find that to be uh, consistent. But it's it is pronounced Pittsfield. Yeah. I. What is that? How the French say it? I, I'm not sure what you're what you're getting at. It's also pronounced Athol. Even though it's tempting to call it something else. I'm sorry. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. The uh, Connecticut State Police are looking for the public self on information uh, leading to an arrest of a man wanted for his involvement in robbing a bank in Deep River. According to the state police, 33-year-old Jason Gardner of East Haven is wanted for his... Uh, Involvement in the bank robbery at the Liberty Bank in Deep River on October 22nd. An arrest warrant was issued for Gardner for robbery in the second degree, larceny in the third degree, and conspiracy to commit robbery in the second degree. What about love in the first degree? Yeah, the, he's fighting that one. Who was that? That was an old country song. Uh, love in the first degree. Yeah. Let me look that up. I'm guilty. It's love in the first degree. I think it's Alabama. I bet you it's Alabama. I think you're right. It uh, might be Alabama. Ya. I know my country it, music. Doggone it. It is Alabama. How about that, huh? I'll be damned. I saw them in concert once. Who made you go to that? My parents. Uh, we we moved uh, from New Jersey to upstate New York, and then my dad got into this whole like country music kick. Yeah. So then my mother went on uh, Ticketmaster and uh, bought a bunch of tickets for shows. We saw Willie Nelson. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that was that was actually a pretty good show, the Willie Nelson show. Uh, we saw Willie Nelson, uh, g- uh, a young man named Garth Brooks, really, who opened for another artist. How did he work? How did things work out for that guy? Oh, uh, well, he had a little uh, song he was promoting at the time called "Friends in Low Places." Oh, yeah, that that turned out to be a minor that. hit. And, uh, I made a to be oh my god. See, this is uh, this is what uh, rednecks do. They sit around in their uh, the trailers and they oh yeah drink lots of bourbon, think about 
Love's past. Yeah, but you know the funny part about it? Okay, so here's a country uh, a country band, Alabama. Yeah. How does this sound any different from, say, like Pablo Cruz or Exile? It's the same thing. The same thing. It's just categorized Nothing. as country. You know, when my uh, my grandmother and grandfather were like big country fans, and they had a bunch of eight-track tapes. Uh-huh. And when they played country, they played like, you know, cowboy country. You know, like like Hank Sr. or, uh, or you know, Conway Twitty. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. You know, that's, to me, that's country. This, that kind of stuff. The new country is just like, it's like uh, listening to Firefall or Orleans. Yeah, it's, uh, what, new country? New country. It's just garbage. Yeah. Awful. It's, uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, th- there was a whole thing about how they do this on purpose now with country music. Yeah, I know. There are lobbyists that pay these artists to to sing songs about pickup trucks and beer and, like, the American way and yeah. like, all this other stuff. Like, I got to tell you, uh, between you and me, I've been to a number of steakhouses around the area. Yeah. And I'm not going to name names because that would be indiscreet. But I think you know which ones I'm talking about. Yeah. They only play country music while you're eating at the steakhouse, mm. which to me, Roadhouse. if I, Steve, I said I'm not going to name names, mm-hmm. but I will tell you that if I walk into a restaurant and I'm looking to have a big gigantic steak on a steak on a big giant platter, yeah. that country music will ruin my appetite to the point where I don't care how good that steak is, you've just diminished the good flavor by at least thirty percent. You don't want to at the at a minimum. You don't want to talk about getting banged in the back of a pickup truck? No, I don't. No? If I order a steak, I don't want to hear someone say, Hey, everybody, it's a little bit of country music. <laughs> yeah. Yeehaw! Oh, man, I love banging my girl in the back of my pickup truck. Sometimes How? we snowball chew spit back into each other. Welcome to the old Wrangler. How about I rustle you up some vittles? Oh, you can pick your own steak right out front here. Now, we're going to go out in the back, and we're going to cut a big chunk of cow right there for you. Now, do you want it overcooked to death, or you'd want it raw and bleeding right there on the plate? Oh, I think I want it raw and bleeding. Now, Because I like it raw. Now, what kind of taters you going to want? You going to want tater tots? French fries, mashed potatoes, baked potatoes, or some other crazy kind of crap we can do with a tater. I want taters that were chewed up by my daddy when he had a big road of red man in his mouth and then spit back out on the plate. Now, what did I hear you say about you wanting a gluten-free meal? Why don't you just step out the front door, get in your pickup truck, and drive the hell out of here? We don't deal with you gluten-free pansies around here. We 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 could care less about your bowel problems that you get from eating all that sugar and flour. Listen, you can trot out here all loosey goosey if you have to, but we're looking to order. We're looking to serve steaks, big, thick, fat, juicy, rustled up steaks. We you, don't. If you're gonna if you're gonna mess yourself, you might want to sit in the parking lot and eat them <laughs> and have a dinner roll or something to bind you up. And if you got a peanut allergy, you better get the hell out of here because we just throw them right on the floor here. Yeah, that's right. We don't. We don't even think about sweeping do, up the place. Do they still do that? I think they've stopped that. Though. I to be you honest, used to be able to take the peanuts and throw them right on the floor. The shells. I, yeah, I uh, I think you used to be able to do. I think you still can do that. Just uh, it's a slightly unsightly uh, way of eating a big delicious steak. 
Oh, with some country music in the background. Uh, get on the chuck wagon and let's get on down. Hello, Mrs. and Cowpokes. Welcome to the big, fat, sizzler, regular, rabbit, rabbit, steakhouse. Uh, it is kind of like a sizzler, isn't it? It is like a sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the, here we go to the sizzler. I want that quality steak from sizzler, has said nobody ever. You know, there was once a time, though, where the... The uh, the only steakhouse that anyone could afford was Sizzler. Was the old Ponderosa? Oh, and then because uh, and now and you know let's let's face it, every great steak is always served cafeteria style. Well, hey, uh, what, what's a, they, they did it for years? They did a good job. Bashar's, remember? They yeah, used to do the cafeteria yeah. style uh, thing, but it was like, but they like, weren't a chain though. I mean, that was like a family run. You know, restaurant. That was no, a but good place a, to go. It, it's an interesting model on how they they would serve food. Right. You know, you picked and chose what you wanted, which I never really understood. Like, what do you do with all the waste at the end of the day? Because, you know, what if you uh, what if your special today was like chicken pot pie? You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. And then, uh, and then you don't really like chicken pot pie. You want the uh, you want the shepherd's pie. All right. But what I don't recall at Bashara's. Was the uh, were the brothers playing uh, country music in the background? I don't remember that. If if they did, then uh, my my mistake. But I don't remember any real background music of that sort. Yeah, I don't remember any of that stuff. I don't remember. I think they had music in there at all. It was just no. Uh, I think the the food was uh, was the music to your ears. A uh, Detroit area artist whose studio was where the parents of the Oxford High School student charged in a deadly shooting were found by police as cooperating with authorities and didn't know the couple had stayed overnight. That's according to attorney Clarence Das. He's re- representing artist Andres Skorka. Uh, James and Jennifer Crumbly face involuntary manslaughter counts. They were found early Saturday inside of a Detroit commercial building. Das says the Crumblies came to the studio Friday morning, but Sakura was unaware of charges against the couple or that they had stayed after he left for the for the day. Sakura has not been charged. This uh, this story is crazy. It's bizarre. It's uh, it's very <clears throat> bizarre. You still uh, a horrible horrible situation that unfolded. Yeah. Uh, at that high school, and of course. You know, there's all questions of who's responsible or what, but it, some of the things that these parents were doing were just completely negligent. And uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that no. they shouldn't be, you know, a, a focus in some way. You yeah. know, you, clearly there is some responsibility gaps here that uh, you wonder. Well, you know, if maybe they locked up their guns, or you know, maybe. Well, I mean, it was so easy to get access to them, or left, or left the keys hanging on the door. That might have been uh, would have been tougher for the kid to get the guns. You know, I, they're gonna once the investigation is thoroughly done, you're probably gonna find out there's a lot more dialogue between the two of them on the text messages and all that stuff. Yeah. You hear the, you know, it's just uh, one of the funniest things though I saw over the weekend, and I know people say, "Oh, that's too soon." It was the mug shots of the father, the mother, and the kid. Yeah. But set up like a Christmas card, like you print up from Walgreens. <laughs> like, happy yeah, holidays. I did see that. Happy holidays. <laughs> you know, you, you can't call the post office and have them send them back. That's for sure. Uh, I just I, I just find stuff like that funny. Even though, I mean, it, it's obviously a horrible situation. I'm not right. making fun of the situation. But the idea that these this entire family is in jail just before Christmas and just... 12, 17 days before Christmas. 
Well, it's like when no, it's like when OJ got out of prison, and you saw these memes of memes of, of actually it was an old ad from the 1970s of him carving the Christmas turkey right. with a big thick knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there's always things you do in your life that are going to come back to bite you in the ass later. I don't think OJ cares though. No, probably <laughs> he definitely doesn't care. Uh, a 57-year-old Andre Adams was at his house in, uh, or Abrams, I'm sorry, uh, was at his house in Gainesville, Florida last Tuesday afternoon. afternoon. He and his neighbors have had multiple arguments about parking, and he was upset again. So this time, he walked out of his home with a flamethrower. No kidding. And started spraying it in the direction of their car while people were sitting in it. That's a little bit of an overkill. The flamethrower he owns is called an XM42 light, and it can shoot flames more than 20 feet. Damn. I'll tell you what, that's a good that's a good uh, flamethrower. Three children were in the car when he did it. We don't know how old they are, but all the ju- but they're all juveniles. Luckily, nobody was hurt. The flames never actually hit the car, but witnesses said they got about uh, within five feet of it. It was kind of scary. That's kind of scary. Yeah, but it's the kind of story these kids will be telling for the rest of their lives. Remember that dude? He pulled out the flamethrower because we were being jerks. That was awesome. Andre admitted to it but claimed uh, no one was in any danger. He said if he wanted to burn the car, he would have. Now he's facing three counts of aggravated assault. Where does one get a flamethrower? Is that something that you can buy on Amazon? I'm and, pretty and... sure you can just buy one because they get the ones that burn weeds and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's right. Uh, let's see. They, they show video of this. Let me just see. Because, uh... I, you know, I mean, I know the last thing I want to do is start a forest fire or burn anything, but yeah. it would be kind of cool to have one, don't you think? It would be really cool. You know what? I don't trust myself with that. With the flamethrower? I would burn the house Come down. Come on, please. I would do something like that. I would burn the house down. Hmm. You know, I, uh, I like to channel my dad every once in a while by burning things in the backyard. Right. But mostly, uh, like, wood or paper or something like that. Uh, he used to, like, set the weeds on fire. That's, you know, that's supposed to actually work. Yes, but you're also not supposed to throw five gallons of gasoline on it and then light it on fire uh, to quickly burn the weeds away from the side of a barn that's uh, so dried out from being built in 1900. Aren't you, aren't you just splitting hairs now, Steve? No, I'm not, uh, not splitting hairs. Some people come up with some bad ideas. <laughs> Using a flamethrower to uh, kill weeds might not be the best way to get rid of weeds. But you can only do that on, like, if it's concrete or pavement. Yeah. You can't well, you go can... into your garden where the mulch is and start burning, because the mulch would set on Well, fire. the mulch is loaded with chemicals anyway. Right, right. But I'm talking, like, that thing is only good for, like, driveways and, and walkways, as opposed to... What about for lighting cigarettes? Is that too <laughs> much of a... Or cigars. Is that too much overkill? Mm, no, I think you could do that. Yeah? One. Yeah. Next big bonk and smoke, I'm bringing a flamethrower. See how that works out. Sometimes you need a, a flamethrower to light those things. Sometimes. They're so, they're so thick. They're so, they're so like densely packed. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, rainy and crappy with a high of 58. Tonight, a wintry mix. Uh, could see of up to one inch of accumulation possible by tomorrow. But then the sun comes out. It's 40 degrees tomorrow. And uh, everybody's happy again. It's 43 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on...
Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 657 on Rock 102. Mostly crappy today with a high of uh, 58. Uh, could see a wintry mix starting tonight after 8 o'clock and maybe about an inch accumulation possible, but nothing to be too excited about. 39 and sunny for a high tomorrow. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is giving you 12 chances to win great prizes. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, while many of you people have been getting yourselves all worked up over tonight's game between the Patriots and the Buffalo Bills, I'm still reeling over the single greatest game of the season. No, it wasn't the Green Bay game. They were on their bye week this week. No, instead, the game of the year has to be the game that seemed to be the least likely to be even remotely interesting. And that was yesterday's glorious win by the previously winless Detroit Lions over the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you may say, Baxi, why would anybody in their right mind even watch that game, much less call it the game of the year? Well, I suppose those would be fair questions. However, only a gutless, soulless jerk would fail to see the glorious wonder of that game as the appallingly awful Detroit Lions picked up their first win in 364 days by beating the far superior Vikings in a stunning fourth quarter comeback victory, scoring a touchdown on the final play of the game to beat Minnesota 29-27. Again, let me just state that they have not won a game since December 6th, 2020 when they beat the Chicago Bears on the road. Then they would lose the final four games of the season. This season, they've lost 10 games and finished one game in a tie with Pittsburgh. And yet yesterday, the Vikings came on to Ford Field as six and a half point favorites, only to see their hopes and dreams shattered when Lions quarterback Jared Goff dumped an 11 yard touchdown pass with no time left on the clock. Now to me, I hate the Minnesota Vikings, so to watch them blankly stare into space with a glazed look in their stunned eyes was very satisfying. But to watch a team that hasn't won a football game in nearly a full year, I don't care who you are, that was an inspirational moment. I don't think I've ever been that emotional since I drafted Barry Sanders in my fantasy league many, many years ago, only to see him post his worst statistical season. Listen, following a team that sucks is the demoralizing way to live. Watching your crummy team finally win something is almost like winning the Super Bowl. And for Lions fans who haven't won a championship in 64 years, this will just have to do. But hey, the MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ever been to Brilliant, Wisconsin? Don't. It snows there. A lot. Brilliant is where they make Aaron snowblowers. That's the only way they can get out of town. The king of snow. Ever been to Rocky's Ace Hardware? That's where you'll find the king of snow. Get your Aaron snowblowers today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. It's 7-12. Bax and Steve in Rock 102. Going to be uh, crappy and rainy today with a high of 58. Could see a wintry mix possible tonight, uh, leaving about an inch uh, accumulation possible. But then tomorrow, sunny and a high of 39. It's 43 in downtown Springfield. What an extraordinary delight to welcome back Scott Cohen to the studio. Good morning, Scotty. How are you? Good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning. It's good to be here. <laughs> I was uh, I was just telling Bax uh, during the break that I'm looking forward to hearing more sto- stories about Shopping at BJ's, I thought that's so far as the highlight of my morning. Well, you know what? It was a great story, and uh, I think Steve nailed it. 
I nailed it. I with, did nail it. And uh, what did you do this morning? I uh, I don't uh, see you whipping up any magic here. Well, the, that's now it's my turn. Oh, is it you your mind? turn? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, please, Houdini. Yes. Let's go. Well, okay. So how are we doing? We're doing good. Yep. Getting, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the game of the week, the NFL. Yep. Big game. Detroit beats the Minnesota yeah, Vikings. Yeah, come Man, on. How about that? Had, dude, had to happen. Sooner or later, they had to win a game. You know, uh, it is, it was, it's been 364 days since the last time the Detroit Lions won a game. And, uh, you know, I know everyone's thinking, uh, you know, Patriots, Bills, that's a pretty big game. <laughs> when you're a team that hasn't won in a year yep. and you haven't won a championship – in 64 years, beating the Minnesota Vikings is your Super Bowl. That's your I don't Super care Bowl. what anybody says. That was their Super Bowl. I don't know if you saw the post game celebration. They like they couldn't believe they won. And you and see, all, they they won. They took it. It took it took 60 minutes to win the game. They, they yeah, they won the final play of the game. Yep. And uh, you see all these Minnesota Vikings like on the you know on the ground kneeling. How did we? Like, like, how did we do what, this. Like, what happened? What just happened? What happened? To, how could we be the only team to lose to these guys in over a year? And you know, the thing about we, you and I were talking earlier, um, Detroit is is a, it's, it's a major, I mean, it's not like uh, Phoenix, right? Or, uh, or even like, say, Cincinnati. Detroit no. is a, is a major metropolitan market. There's a lot of money there. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, the tradition, the Tigers, World Series, uh, Red Wings, uh, the Pistons were just friggin' amazing. I know, but um, you could Mich- say... Th- you know, Michigan football. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about New York. I mean, football in New York ain't exactly what it used to no, be. The but Knicks it's- are terrible. I mean, there's like all kinds of things, but... There's Detroit. no reason for it. There's, There's just no, reason, no for reason for it other than the fact that the Lions, and I know you're saying, probably people are saying, why are they talking about the Lions? Yeah, I know. Uh, and we won't be for much longer. But the uh, the problem with that team has been horrendous ownership. ownership. And it has been that way for a couple of generations. Yep. And it's like, you know, you think about you know the Barry Sanders of the world playing on a team that bad. Yeah. What would he have been on? What would he have been had he been on a team that actually knew how to play football? Yep. I mean, unbelievable. And the numbers he had, even in spite of all that, were remarkable. Anyway, oh. uh, tonight yeah. is uh, is the big game. Patriots and Buffalo. The more I think about this game, one, I think Patriots are walking out of there with a win. You but do. I do. But I also think Buffalo needs this a hell of a lot more than the Patriots do. I don't think there's any question about it. And all of the, uh, you know, all of the pundits on CBS, the guys that we watch, you know, but that we know who they are, they all pick New England. And here's the here's the 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 crazy thing about Buffalo, and this is you know they're playing at home. The weather's going to be awful, by the way. Yep. So that's uh, high winds, probably rain. It's going to be freezing cold, like it always is. Um, Buffalo Buffalo won big last year. They finally won the division after years and years of looking up at the Patriots with Tom Brady and Belichick and all the Super Bowls. It's like you know they're just a stiff neck. From staring straight up, so they, you know, they they've got a great quarterback in Josh Allen. They've built around him. They've done everything right. It all comes to fruition last year. They win the division, and Tom Brady leaves, and Buffalo is thinking like, okay, we've finally been crowned the champions. This is going to be our run now for the next handful of years. And then all of a sudden, Mac Jones shows up in Foxborough and screws the whole thing up on them. Well, the the thing that I think is going to be a problem for Buffalo is apart from uh, the run defense, the defense of the Patriots 
has been playing really, really well. Yeah. And so, you know, as good as Josh Allen is, and I take nothing away from that guy. His numbers are better than Mac Jones. I take nothing away from him. But the fact of the matter is, the Patriots are playing as good as they've played in years. Years. And you know you're you're talking if they win what is this now seven wins in a row it'll be if seven they win, if they win tonight seven Buffalo Buffalo needs this because they're seven and four Patriots are eight and four they yep. play one more game uh, if they win they are then in a tie which makes their their second game uh, the day after Christmas that much more important yep. so while this game's important the next one's even more important because that I mean that will settle the division once and for all. I think it's time. I think it's time for the Patriots to. I don't. I don't think New England's going to win the game tonight. I, I don't think they are. I think there's just. Well, then you can march yourself right out. I of know. Here. And listen, so until you start thinking. And I. I. You know. I love. The, I. I love the Patriots as much as the next guy does. But um, uh, New England took over the top. They are the top seed now in the a, in the AFC. The the number one seed in in a year that we, that no one expected anything like this to happen they've won six games in a row they're they're due for they're due for a clunker they're going to a place where it's hard to win buffalo's got a lot more to play for than they do i just i think tonight's i think it's buffalo's game tonight and there's nothing wrong with that the patriots have will there's be no shame in in losing to the bills on the road this evening i mean the patriots you know they could if they lost the game it's no big whoop they still would be tied for the division yep you know, Buffalo needs it. I get all that. But I'm also looking at a six-game winning streak. Yeah. And a team that is just not just beating teams, they're manhandling. Manhandling. It's That's outscored 35-11 to 11 yeah. in um, an average of 35-11, to 11, the yeah. final score in the six wins. That's why That's why I'm, I'm leaning towards the Patriots. Okay. And they're, just, they're out playing everybody. Got no, I got no argument with you on that. Yeah, uh, Jones is going to get his chance to put up the football, especially if the Bills successfully limit the run. Uh, but the game might just look similar to the one against the Panthers. You know, in that contest, the first round QB threw for just 139 yards. See, where are you getting that from? I came up with that on my own. Really? Wow. Yeah, That's did. remarkable. Yeah. Daddy, you are my, my prediction under. The, you're taking the under. Yeah, taking the under. under. Okay, yeah. well, Steve's taking the under. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, base, or the over, yeah, whatever, there you the bad whatever, one, whatever the bad one is, whatever they are, whatever the bad one is. Well, Steve, considering the weather forecast tonight, I think I would definitely go with the under on tonight's game. So, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, Scott, uh, the Patriots defense has not allowed a quarterback to throw for more than two hundred thirty-two wow. yards in six straight games. Steve. Obviously, uh, Allen is a different kind uh, of passer than the 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 Mike Whites or the Baker Mayfields of those. You well, are. He brings up a good point there. You are an impressive guy. Yeah, you really are. Just look at it from this perspective. He has failed to reach that number only twice all season long. <laughs> there you go, Steve. So uh, let's uh, let's shift gears here a little bit. Okay. Uh, because uh, since the last time we spoke, uh, baseball is now in a lockout. Yep. Now, uh, you and I are old enough to remember the last nine of these, but uh, it hasn't happened since... 25 years? 25 years. So uh, for you youngsters that don't know what this is all yes. about, let me just say uh, this. It really means nothing. Because right now, uh, you're so far away from uh, pitchers and catchers reporting for spring training. Once you get to around there or when spring training begins... Then, then that's when everyone starts to really kind of uh, take advantage of the leverage. But right now, it's a bunch of right now. Posturing. It's, it's exactly what I was going to say. It's posturing. But you know, these kinds of things tend to happen so that billionaires can decide how to split all their billions. 
It's yeah, it's true. But I mean, and again, to, to the average fan does not go and look at like all all of the issues on the table. They've got they've got a lot of things to to figure out. Um, but you're right. It's it's not it's not how much money they're gonna. It's it's not if they're gonna make both sides are gonna make money. It's how much each is gonna make. The players are gonna make out a little bit. Um, both sides are when it's finally all said and done are gonna you know some there'd be some a handful of happy people, a handful of unhappy people. Um, they've got it, it's it's a necessary exercise that they have to go through now because they haven't discussed any of these issues for a long time for 25 years yep. they've had nothing but uh, I mean they've had Harmony. nothing but peace peace but you know the 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 important thing that a lot of people don't realize is and you, and you saw like a like a big burst of high priced uh, signings right before they announced the the lockout you did it's those second and third tier players that are really the, what they're fighting for yep. because you know, the the pay differential between those kinds of players and the stars of the game is drastic and it's and it's and it's not fair and to one, be honest and the big you know like issues like that the things that that the players are looking for is um they're trying to uh to uh, reduce the owner's control over them you've got to wait you've got to wait so long before you're arbitration eligible you've got to wait so f- uh, so long before you're a free agent the players want to get that time it's not talking about you know necessarily uh, you know, paying them more money. It's just paying them that nice chunk of money a little bit sooner than yeah. they've been getting it before. So that, that this is just stuff that just needs to get worked out. And like you said earlier, um, in a in a in a in a best case scenario, uh, spring training gets limited instead of being like six or seven weeks long, however long it is. It'll right. be four. And, and maybe opening day won't won't get affected, but you know it. Once but we we've get it, seen, but we've seen that happen. We've before. seen it happen before. Yeah. You know, once you get into into uh, you know late February and mid March, then it's it, we'll we'll be talking about this again. Real quick, because we were talking about this off the air, and it's it's, it's you know you always say like a, men of a certain age remember certain players in 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 baseball and the uh, the veterans committee uh, they, they are going in. Is uh, Tony Oliva, uh, Jim, Tony Levy, yep. uh, yeah, uh, Jim Cat, uh, Gil Hodges, Vinny Minoso, and uh, and Dick Allen does not get in. Dick one, Al- yep. one vote shy for Dick Allen. One vote shy, and he and like we talked earlier too, uh, Tony Oliva and Jim Cat are both eighty three years old, and so you know they. I'm glad they did that. They're both very. I mean, you know, for men of a certain age. Tony Oliva, when when I was a kid, was the most one of the most feared hitters in yeah. in the major leagues. So he deserved to get in. So did Cat. I'm disappointed about Dick Allen. You know what else is uh, Buck O'Neill, who uh, for years was like uh, almost like a like an ambassador for, yep. for 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 baseball and in particular the Negro leagues. And when you consider how important he has been to baseball. Uh, you over on the years on and off, on and off. Yep. You wonder why it's taken to 2021 for that guy to get the get the call. Yeah. It seemed to me this is this should have happened 30 years. ago. I know ago. that's a back. That's a, a real good point. I mean, maybe you know when we say I use that term, men of a certain age. You got to remember that a lot of the the baseball writers are they're young guys and they're you know their focus uh, is elsewhere. But the other thing is January 25th is when um, when the the modern day players uh, announcement will be made. Uh, Kurt Schilling's on the list. Big fat phony, uh, uh, big poppy, uh, a rod, and then all of the the steroid guys. Yeah. You know, Bonds, and uh, Clemens, Clemens, and so yeah. on. So. It's uh, yeah, if you're voting, it, like, like, there's no way to avoid voting for the guys in the steroid era. I mean, yes, 
you have to assume that nearly everybody was was using them. Yes, and I know we love uh, we love um, uh, David Ortiz. Uh, he did the same thing. So yeah, but you know what? But he it was never proven that it he wasn't. did it. So. Yeah, I'm going to go on the false uh, assumption that he uh, was completely clean during well, his good, entire Baxi, career. Well, good, just because you're a glass-half-full uh, guy, <laughs> and uh, that's just the way you are. Steve, you have any more uh, insightful uh, thoughts about what's coming up tonight? Uh, no, I think uh, I think the Pats are going to win, and I think oh. uh, Buffalo has a good chance. Okay, buddy. Fair enough. So that's Very good. Where, what's, uh, what's the spread there, Scott? And two and a half points, bud. The home team's <laughs> favored by two and a half. What is... What does that mean? <laughs> They're favored. I'll tell you later. For two and a half points. Two and a half points of what? Of football. That they would make two and a half points more than the other team? Uh, okay, got, very got, good. Got to go. Uh, My <laughs> time's up here. How come those yellow lines are not on, on the field when you go to the stadium? <laughs> Scott Cohen, it's good to see you. We'll good see to see week. you, too, I it's think. 726 at Rock 102. Are you looking for some good news? 734 with Bax and Steve and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Offering 40% off installation and a free glass shower door while supplies last. Call Yankee Home right now and tell them you heard this ad on Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A pedestrian was struck and killed in the westbound lanes of I-291 last night. Western Mass News reported that the Mass State Police closed the passing in middle lanes of the highway for some time in the area of Exit 3, which is the Armory Street exit, as they investigated the incident. This is a developing story. We have no other information on what happened. What happened? You know, I uh, I, I sent a text to uh, to Ryan Walsh. Because uh, there was that incident over the weekend where, at first, we heard that the suspect was firing upon officers. Right. Uh, and then that turned out to be not true at all. So I, I sent him a text saying, uh, how'd that happen? And did he uh, respond? I have not seen a response yet. He's probably uh, just finishing up his Fruit Loops before he gets back to work in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, probably just now uh, get out of his jammies and putting on his work clothes. Yeah, mom's packing his lunch. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, and uh, he goes to work with the lunchbox. Does he take the bus to school? I mean, to work? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, I think he takes the uh, the PVTA. Interesting. He gets free rides though. That's like that's like the benefit of working with the Springfield Police Department. Now uh, I'm just asking because I I really don't know. I mean, I know Ryan, but I cannot. I mean, who knows Ryan all that well? On the bus, does he hold his feet and go wee the entire time? I believe he does. Interesting. Yeah. State court administrators last month told people who work at the Roderick Ireland Courthouse that they plan to shut the troubled building down for eight weeks starting in January to clean its air ducts. Concerns persist about environmental conditions in the building, particularly after a mold outbreak during the summer. The ducts have not been cleaned since the building at 50 State Street went up in 1976. I can't believe that the, to find out that this place is infested with ducks. You know, since 1976, not one person has said, hey, maybe those air ducts need to be cleaned. They're probably solid mold and dust. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand how, like, if people are getting sick in this building, why wouldn't you clean the air ducts as opposed to just painting over the mold? I mean, it's uh, coming out of those areas. Well, what's the uh, what's the uh, the OSHA standard? It's forty five years per cleaning, right? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, there you go. To, to take that out, temporary relocating court operations would allow the work to move more quickly and safely if duct cleaners completed the tasks on nights and weekends. A court official said, but then. 
the state reversed course. Chief Justice Paula Carey, Court, Court Administrator John Bellow, and Facilities Management and Capital Planning Director Chuck O'Brien sent a letter last week saying the cleaning has been postponed until after the State Division of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance completes an overall facilities assessment. Yeah, until that happens, they're going to have to do something about these ducks. That assessment uh, isn't due until January. I don't get this. I don't understand why they just can't either clean or put a new building up. Well... First of all, they're not going to be able to do that before January. No, but um, but the idea that they're not even considering building a new building elsewhere. But, of course, you know, if this had happened in, say, Boston or anywhere east of Worcester, that building would already been torn down and rebuilt by now. Uh, well, we, uh, we're the forgotten part of the state. Yep. But then again, you know how it is. You know, today's new construction... You know, it ain't the same as yesterday's old construction. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, uh, the, you're going to get a new building, and you say, man, kind of miss the old building now. No, I don't think anybody's going to be missing that old building. You don't think so? Well, I've been to jury duty there several times, and uh, it's not a nice building. It's a it's the lap, and that was 20 years ago that yeah. I was the, doing uh, jury duty there. You know, from the outside, you think, wow, look at this beautiful concrete work. Yes, look at this. What a what a what a breathtaking hall of justice this turned out to be. Ooh, I like the architecture on the side. I love it slants down. Oh yeah, I love I love concrete slabs. <laughs> There's something very artistic about that. Uh, the reason uh, that this is being postponed is that testing to date has not identified any immediate health concerns in that building. No, 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 no. Nobody's getting sick right away. This is a long term thing. This is something that. Uh, you know, you work there long enough, you too could come down with some horrible disease. I mean, think about it. You know, they're saying, no, nah, there's nothing wrong with this building. Oh, by the way, we got to start cleaning it for the first time in 45 years. I thought the funniest part was they were moving it to the, the operations to the Eastfield Mall. And I'm like, yes, please, let's clean out this disgusting, mold-infested building and temporarily move you into a disgusting, mold-infested uh, building. See, that's that's where I, uh, I beg to defer. That yeah. place has been cleaned out for a while. <laughs> well, it's been cleaned out, but it hasn't, it's still dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, uh, it's not a safe it's place. It's no more dangerous be. than any other abandoned shopping mall. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the COVID-19 Omicron variant has arrived in Massachusetts. Ooh, welcome to Massachusetts. <laughs> Please don't feel free to just, like you got to stay. The uh, State Department of Public Health say a woman in her 20s from Middlesex County has been diagnosed with the variant. The woman was apparently fully vaccinated and has experienced mild symptoms. The variant has now been detected in one-third of the states in this country. Although uh, I was reading this thing about uh, with about that Fauci, that Dr. Fauci, yeah, saying that this is not as bad as that Delta one. Yeah, Delta was bad. Delta's bad. Omicron, Om Omicron, not as much. It doesn't have like an impactful name either. Omicron. What was the what was the name of the uh, the corporation in RoboCop? Oh, that's a good uh, that's a good question. Uh, company Hensy in RoboCop. In uh, that would have been Omni Consumer Products. Omni Consumer OCP. Products. OCP. You know what OCP? Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. me. <laughs> that's uh, that's how I kind of uh, hear about that. It, it like it's a joke because that was a joke movie. You know what are you talking about? That wasn't a joke movie. That was a serious film. No, it was not. 
There was nothing serious about RoboCop. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it seems perfectly plausible that a cop could uh, turn himself into a robot and boom, all of a sudden, Clarence Bodiger, you're coming with me. He didn't uh, turn himself into a robot. He was turned into a robot. Okay, well, be that as it may, it's been a while since I've seen the franchise. I think it's been way too long since you've seen the franchise. Hey, did you know uh, that NASA, get this, I was just reading this, NASA has a guy that sniffs things before it goes into space, and if it doesn't smell good, it doesn't go into space. Really? Yeah. In 1967, a fire that killed three American astronauts during a launch rehearsal of the first Apollo mission, the resulting injury led to, an, to, led to extra testing of materials used throughout the space program, and this included sniff testing. Non-toxic materials can still give off odors that make astronauts feel queasy, especially in the cramped confines of a space vehicle. That, in turn, can determine the performance of the astronaut, putting the entire mission at risk. NASA's current chief sniffer is George Aldrich, sometimes known as Nostradamus. <laughs> I love that. I love that name, what too. What a great nickname that is. He's tasked with smelling all objects that will be within uh, the habitable areas of the International Space Station. And if it doesn't pass the test, it doesn't go up into space. You know, I, 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 I got to believe that if you're eating uh, you know, food from a bag and drinking Tang... While you're up in, in space. And you're wearing them sweaty suits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something's gonna, you know, someone's going to rip one. And, and it's, it ain't going to be pretty. And in zero gravity, I don't know what the hell happens. I don't know how you, how do you contain all that stuff. I don't know what a space toilet looks like. Are you cutting the cheese up in space? Can you imagine that? Yeah. No, thank you. Oh, man. What did you eat today? Uh, space chili. I in that tube. You weren't supposed to eat that until the last day we yeah, were here. That was uh, it. Just says it just said lunch on it. We we were saving that uh, in case uh, we needed extra fuel for the booster <laughs> rockets on the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they. Uh, that's why I think that's the reason I decided not to become an astronaut. You know, uh, there's any other businesses that have sniffers? Not that I'm aware of. Well, like a brothel. I, I don't know you if they've smell got Smell the product before you let, it, uh, yeah, let somebody have it? I don't know. <laughs> I, in that case, I'm not so sure I'd want to apply. What was the, what's the guy from the Bunny Ranch that used to come on the show all the time? Oh, Dennis Hoff. Dennis Hoff. Not once did he ever mention that he had sniffers for the products before he, uh, you know. No, but I believe there was a cleaning crew. And that thing was uh, was spotless. Yeah, did we ever ask him about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we ever did. Like, who cleans up afterwards? There's got to be housekeeping. Like, there's all kinds of uh, weird stuff going on in there, you know. I, listen, I, I would insist on to... fresh linens if I'm going to pay top dollar for that kind of service. Yeah, see that, that that would be the thing that would turn me off to a place like that. Yeah, you know, the idea of going to a brothel sounds like, oh man, this is fun. But how clean is it? I think you know? the reality is that it's, it, it, it's only limited fun. You can't really have that much fun. Because you realize every how many dirt bags have kind of gone through this place. You know, you know guys who really are just you know, unsightly and disgusting. Well, and then there's you. Well, that, that's... I mean, I know what I'm bringing to the table. And I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. What, what do you bring to the table? I'm not really sure. 
I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of saying that just yeah. to kind of round out the conversation. Oh, you want? I really to be... bring nothing to the table, right? And you just wanted me to move on to the next story. Well, in which, a way, which I will do right now. A man in England recently showed up to the ER with something stuck up his no-go hole. And what was that? And he claimed it happened by accident, which is what they always say. It's always an accident. In this case, the object lodged inside him was an old World War II artillery shell, basically a huge bullet used to take out tanks. It was about two and a half inches in diameter and almost seven inches long. All right. Uh, is was is this thing? Uh, how shall I put this? Uh, was uh, was it still active? Could it have gone off inside of him? It was not a live round. It was not. No, it was. Uh, it was not. It was a. Uh, it was an old shell that didn't have any uh, gunpowder or anything in it. That's uh, well. Thank goodness for that. But how do you get it? I mean, not how do you get it lodged up there? But uh, what makes you think? Hey, you know what? I bet this bullet. Well. Would probably uh, work pretty well. He uh, he claimed that he'd been cleaning a bunch of junk out of his closet. I bet he was. I bet. Uh, when he found it. Then he put it on the floor, accidentally slipped, and landed on it butt first. Really? One in a million shot, Doc. What are the odds? <laughs> Doctors- Any, anytime you read a story yeah. in the news, and I'm always looking them up on Google, uh, about something that has been inserted within the body cavity, and it's described as an accident. Yeah. It ain't no accident. There's no way that's an accident. No, that's, it's not. That is an intentional act of putting something inside yourself. Well, it's fun to put things inside yourself sometimes, depending on what it is. I wouldn't put a mortar in my butt. You know, in Gino Vanelli saying, live it inside myself, I thought that was <laughs> physically impossible. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be a way to do it. I don't know. How, how did Gino Vanelli do it? There's got to be a comfortable way of doing it. I would, I would think so. There'd have to be. Uh, doctors were able to remove the shell, then realized it might be dangerous. Oh, really? What made you think that? <laughs> After you got it out? Then they called in the bomb squad, but luckily it wasn't actually something that could explode. They said it was a, quote, inert lump of metal, so there was no <laughs> risk to life, at least not to anyone else's. He's expected to make a, a, a full recovery. Yeah, you know, the thing is, you don't know it's uh, in- inactive until the bomb squad goes in there. You know, some guy with like a with like a welding helmet and gloves trying to figure out whether the thing is going to blow in his face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's dangerous. I- it's a dangerous gig. It's, uh, what were, what were you doing? Well, I was just making some cornhole on the cob here, and it didn't really work out as well as I wanted it to. Million and one shot. You ever have cornhole on the cob? Uh, not in the same way you're talking about. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. You never had the sneaky reed? All right. No, actually, I haven't, Steve. You never drove to Toronto? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a good one in there. You know? <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good one. I'll give you that. Your uh, Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today. Is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Fogbuster is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. Going to be crappy and rainy today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, uh, well, we could see a wintry mix tonight, but only about an inch of accumulation possible. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 38. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. How does a career sound building the toughest tool? 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 754 in Journey on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 38. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long, of course. And tonight, no different. Uh, The Patriots are in Buffalo for a divisional battle against the Bills. The live country Hyundai pregame show begins at 530. Kickoff scheduled for 815. You will hear that game in its entirety, plus the pre- and post-game wrap-up. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here tonight on Rock 102. You know, I've been doing this uh, new Sunday uh, tradition now. Uh, and that is? Well, I, I go over to my, uh, my girlfriend's house uh, with the kids, and uh, you know, the kids play with each other, right? And then her mom makes, like, delicious home-cooked meals. Really? Yeah. What she make last night? Last oh. night was uh, homemade mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. man. And, that, and this ain't no mac and cheese from a box. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the pasta came from a box. Right. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's like five for five now with the meals. Like five great meals in five great weeks? Yeah, fresh meatballs at one time. Wow, nice. Those, those were good. Good. Uh, shepherd's pie. which You is, like that, right? That's like my absolute favorite like uh, comfort food. I could take it or leave it, and that's only because some people make a really bad one. Okay, well, this one's a really good one. All right, then that I can that one I could take. And uh, what was the other one? The lasagna that yep. was that was good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, beef stew that was a good one yeah, too. That's good too, man. It's like uh, you know, but homemade macaroni and cheese. Homemade macaroni and cheese. Mm. It was. Mm. Uh, it, was mm. it just. I, I don't know. There's something about uh, somebody else cooking something. Yeah, it's de- like, yeah. You can go. Listen, you can go to a restaurant and have delicious food. Right. But there's something about homemade food. No, I get that. But, you know, it's really like, good. like our our uh, weekend tradition is usually, you know, now that we're not, you know, we're, we're not going up north, it's like uh, we go to Evan's Egg House on a Sunday morning, have our yeah. breakfast, uh-huh. and uh, get the bacon hash. No, uh, yesterday we went, some guy uh, stops me and says, hey, uh, not for nothing, but uh, a year ago we came here on your recommendation. Ooh, look for the, at you. For the bacon hash. Yeah. And, I, and I said, I assume it went well. He says, we've been back here every week. Since and I'm like, glad I could help. Glad yeah. I steered you all in the right direction. See, uh, there are you know there, that that's that, that, that's a unique item. Though. Yeah, it's but the whole menu is good. So it's like yeah. uh, you, you can't you can't fail. No, you can't fail with that one. But, but no, the, I, I like a good homemade macaroni and cheese. I won't lie. Homemade anything is good. No, no, I've had <laughs> some things that were homemade that were not good. Uh, to like the, a homemade three bean salad or uh, something with beets in it. Uh, you know, this was this was made at home. You know, I so so we go over there yesterday, and uh, you know, my girlfriend says, uh, well, "What what time are you planning on staying till?" And I'm like, oh, "I was going to leave in a couple hours." She goes, "Well, my mom's showing up with at four o'clock with the uh, mac and cheese." Uh, I'm like, well, I guess I'm staying till seven then. <laughs> She's like, oh, is that the only reason why you would stay? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. I can't, I can't, I can't not eat that. Well, that's not wrong. Delicious home cooked food. Wow, good for you. And I got to take some home with me. I got a to go box. How much did she make? She made a nice big tray of it. Nice. Yeah, that's good. But there's always extras left over. Even better. And I'm trying to lose weight, but I can't. How could I resist that? Well, then she wants you all fat and giggly. That's right. There you go. I'll tell you uh, what's on the menu for next Sunday. Well, please let me know. I will. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 758 with Bax and Steve and Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every two. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 on Rock 102. Who's that? That is Thomas Walsh of Pugwash. Ah. 
How did I not know that? Because no one in this country would know that unless yeah. you just happen to know. And if you know, you know. Well, uh, why don't you tell us how you know this man? Well, uh, as I told you last week, I went to a, a, a house party. And uh, if, for this guy who I interviewed on, on the podcast back in October, Thomas Walsh. Uh-huh. All right. For many years, he had a band called Pug Wash. They're from Ireland. And he has not been in this country in about six years. But this is a guy who... By choice or by law or what? Uh, well, he hasn't had an album in five years. He's, okay. he's, he's working on it. It's one of the reasons he decided to go on like a mini tour. So he did like six shows uh, throughout, I'd say, like the Midwest to the East. And uh, these were small clubs and house parties. So people you know, basically threw, or you open up their, ho- their homes for this guy and, uh, and his friend. And he was playing for, for everybody at these shows now, right. he's now back on his way to uh, to Ireland. But one of the second to last show was in Westport, Mass. Now I learned about this guy kind of by accident, but then I listened to the music and it's it's freaking phenomenal. This is a guy who uh, you know whose biggest fans include Jeff Lynne of ELO, Ray Davies of the Kinks, Andy Partridge from XTC. Uh, I, the list goes on and on and on. And right. so I interviewed him. And the guy says, uh, yeah, I'm coming to Massachusetts. I said, well, I'm going to find out who these people are who are opening up their homes right. and try to make quick Facebook friends with them so I can uh, so I can go. You, you can weasel your way into the invite. Which is just totally what I tried right. to do, is try to, you know, to kind of you know, worm my way into a, into a house party of complete strangers and sit in their house for a couple hours while this guy played. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So he says, "Well, let me make, uh, let me, uh, let me inquire." And next thing I know, I'm getting invited to this thing, because Thomas, you know, intervened and said, "Sure," and he would love to have you. So the uh, the show was on Friday, and you know, I mean, the the woman puts together like a like a Facebook event page, yeah, and you know, to explain you know when it starts, you know, what to bring, what not mm-hmm. to bring, you know, make sure you're you're vaccinated. Right. And how many people? It wound up there were like twenty. One invitation, so there wound up being almost like forty people in this house. Oh wow! And uh, so we we go, and uh, you know, I felt like I had to bring something, and mm. you know, there was some thing yeah, on yeah. the page where she said she liked bourbon a lot. So I, you know, I I bought a bottle of uh, of bourbon. What kind? Uh, I think it's pronounced uh, bullet or bullet. Bullet. It's bullet. bullet. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's a good one. If you, I mean, if you showed up with the Evan Williams, you'd probably never be invited back uh, to one of these uh, playings again ever. Why? Well, I, I thought that you know the right thing to do because they're opening up their home to strangers like me. They don't even have they don't have any idea who I am, uh, other than you know they heard the podcast interview and then you know this guy interviewed. They don't know who I am, so I go and I I bring a nice bottle of bourbon. A decent bottle. Okay. So then I also, uh, so she wasn't charging anybody to attend this party, oh. which I thought was weird. Well, why would you? If you're. Because uh, it's basically a concert. It if, is a concert, but you're only talking if there's only 20 people invited. Yeah. Or 40 people with the doubles. Uh, if there's only 20 people invited, it's really more of a dinner party or appetizer uh, social thing right? versus, uh, you know. And I and I would get that. Like, if I were throwing the party, I wouldn't necessarily ask for money. But uh-huh. I thought, you know, she put a, she said, listen, it's free, but if you feel like contributing, that's up to you. No one's going to judge you if you don't. It's really All quite right. okay. So she posted, like, a Venmo 
QR code. Was this on guy his get, page. was this guy getting paid to be there? Yeah, part of the, part of the reason he was here is he wants to he's ready to record and needs the money to do that. Uh-huh. So he went on a quick tour, got himself a few bucks, goes back to Ireland and there and there you have it. Uh-huh. But he's getting paid to do this particular appearance. I assume so. Well, and I, so that would be yes, okay, I can see you donating money. So I did, so, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So I donated, you know, what I thought was was fair. I mean, if Did you, you go- use that two hundred dollars in change I gave you for your wedding, that's already been taken oh, care of. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Okay. That that that's already been dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, our bank was happy to receive all those quarters. I'm sure they were. So uh, so I I put in a few bucks on this Venmo. How much? It was about two hundred bucks. Kind of figured, you know. You went two hundred dollars in. Well, again, what would you spend for a normal concert? You probably spent about a hundred bucks, if not more. Fifty uh, bucks. All right. Well, fifty, right. whatever. I just thought that you know that was a, a fair price to pay. Okay. I've already crashed this party. Yeah. You know the and and uh, it seems to me that the you know since they have no idea who the hell I am, I could just yeah. be some psychotic walking into their home for the very first time. I, I uh, so I put in a few bucks. Okay, but that was a fair, fair thing to do. And, and a I, bottle of bourbon. And a bottle of uh, of bourbon. What about food? Did you bring any food? I didn't bring any food. I thought you were bringing cookies. I thought that was no, the whole thing. No, you were going to bring cookies. They they provided all the food. They didn't want you to bring any food. Okay. They said bring nothing at all but your vaccination cards. Yeah. But I just felt like eh, yeah. the least I can do is you know bring something to the house. I actually. I, I agree with that uh, parameter of yeah. not br- don't bring any food here because, you know, they don't know everybody that's coming and who knows who's yeah. You know, nobody wants to bring. Yeah, let's just put out the food that we yeah. want. Yeah, like eat. otherwise you're gonna have someone bring some yeah, sort right. of non-gluten, you know, sugar-free right. stevia steeped, you know, right. kind of garbage. I don't. I, I wouldn't want that in my house. So you uh, you're you're in this thing for about two hundred fifty dollars now. Nah, no, I didn't pay that much for the uh, for the uh, the bullet, but uh, well, but, but okay, so a little over two hundred. Sure thing. Okay, you're getting sure. you're getting a meal. You're getting a meal out of it, right? Uh, no, there was. I mean, there was there was like there was uh, like baked goods. Baked goods. Yeah. You no, know, what about like hot appetizers? No, we actually ate outside a convenience store before we got what there. What about charcuterie? There was no charcuterie. I would have I would have uh, liked the charcuterie, but there was none of that. <sighs> So Actually, there, probably would, there would have been no uh, space for it because their uh, kitchen island was transformed into the merch table. Oh, well, that's inconvenient. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I bought a couple of yeah. things. and he, You know, he signed stuff. and he, I, I, Listen, I spent a few bucks. Was it like good pastry? Yeah, yeah, it was real good. Well, I mean, was it like? Uh, well, it I, wasn't like it wasn't like I uh, just picked up a box of Stella Dora breadsticks and brought them to the party. It or wasn't was like it... she opened up a box of uh, of Little Debbie's and that's yeah. the best we got. Right. No, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't anything like that. It was it was like higher end type of stuff. See, these are the things that I care about. The no, presentation. I, no, normally I would agree with you, but and how much money I'm spending versus right. how much I'm getting. Right. So uh, we when we get there, right? We I you know, hand over the uh, the mm-hmm. bullet. And uh, you know, we say who we. Uh, well, she she recognized me from from Facebook and said, "Oh, you're you're, you're uh, Bax and Jenny. Welcome. Uh, we've saved you a special seat. Ooh, special for, for seat e- for everything you've done." And I'm thinking, Ooh, "What? Everything what? you've done?" Well, I'm thinking, "Well, what the hell did we do?" Well, you promoted the guy on your podcast. I, true, but then you know, I I also think it had a lot to do with the Venmo. Mm-hmm. So uh, we sit literally right in front of him on the couch. 
they saved us couch seats. Ooh. You know, with like a with like a chaise uh, lounge ooh, on it on ooh, the end. Oh, look at you. We were fancy, very fancy pants. We were very very comfortable. So uh, Thomas isn't there yet. He shows up like around uh, like six forty five, six fifty. Okay. Mm-hmm. He gets there, and uh, you know, the guy was phenomenal. I mean, it just there's no other way to put. It. He was hilarious. The, the the music was good. Gave yeah. me a big bro hug when he came in. Oh, look at it you. was nice. And then uh, you know, he, one of the things that uh, that, uh, that 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 we had talked that he and I had talked about during the podcast is one of his songs we uh, we played at our wedding. That was our wedding song. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was from from Thomas Walsh, and uh, he played that song for us. I'm like, that is oh. freaking Did you guys fantastic. dance no, in front of everybody? Why no. not? It's, I got a bum, it's I got a bum it's leg. Your, it's, your, uh, it's a special uh, song. We're, right? not, uh, we're not real denoting dancers. Denoting your happiest day with second half, third, fourth, fifth happiest day of your life. Steve, uh, we're not a dancing couple by any. Yeah. by any. It doesn't mean that we won't dance. It just, it's just not, uh, it didn't seem to be appropriate to get up off the couch and have someone sit down because we're dancing. And uh, and dance in front of a single guy sitting on a on a chair with a guitar. Yes, but he's already dedicating the song to you. Yeah, I know. Uh, in front of all these other people, so why not uh, be the spot, the center spotlight? You know what I mean? Like because be, sometimes, Steve, I don't always want to yeah. make it about me. You might find that hard to imagine, but sometimes I, really I can find be, that hard to believe. Sometimes that can be quite selfless. Really? Yes, selflessness is one of my finest traits. Yeah. That and humility. And then uh, and then uh, so uh, what else did you get? Did well, you get anything else? Did you get like a? Did you get anything to take home with you, like a gift bag? I got. Uh, I bought some merch. We got a couple of uh, of records that he uh, he signed. Album, vinyl records. Did they give you anything? I uh, got a bunch of stickers. Ooh. Got a I got a fist load of stickers, and I got a T-shirt too. So yeah, it was a. It was a. I'll tell you what. It was kind of a. At first, I'm thinking, you know, it's a house party. You know, what's that going to be like? Is that going to be awkward or weird? Not awkward or weird at all. In fact, it was actually a great way to see a show in someone's. It's someone's living room. Is Thomas Walsh helping you hang a garage door next weekend? I don't think he's no, because he's already back in Ireland or on his way. Yeah, yeah. But man, what a what a what a great time that was. Uh, well, you got me beat. I went to the South Hadley Christmas tree lighting and got a free hot chocolate from the uh, Thirsty Mind coffee bar. That sounds pretty good, though. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have to pay two hundred dollars. Well, to sit I next volu- to Santa Claus in the town green. I volunteered to pay that kind of money, Steve. That, that to me, that was that was a fair amount to pay. I uh, I did not volunteer to donate any money to this since it was run by it was free stuff by the Chamber of Commerce. Well, since you got that and the uh, the free eyeglass sham, I think mm-hmm. you uh, you did quite well oh, in the I, free stuff this I weekend. I cleaned up this weekend, and you you uh, you had to buy merch. You bought, say, you spent more than two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. And how much merchandise did you buy? Uh probably spent about fifty bucks. Yeah, in the see, you're into this thing for almost three hundred bucks now. Oh, I didn't even tell you about the hotel room. Oh, you had a hotel room, too? Yeah. Why didn't you drive home after that? It's late at night. It's a two-hour drive, for crying out loud. Swigging bourbon all night long. You can't be doing that. Didn't end until almost like a late at night. I'm not going to get back in my car after a long, hard day of work. Oh, why not? Because. Two hours. It's too late. Where'd you stay? Where'd you stay? Stayed at a beautiful... Town Suites by Marriott Hotel. Ooh, oh, ooh, beautiful. Lucky. Only six minutes away from this lady's that, house. That Jenny's a lucky lady. Oh, let me tell you something. We yeah. both loved that room. Oh, I bet. We. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, it had everything. Did that, you? 
cell phone chargers, a refrigerator, a the, uh, the only large television. The large noise coming from the bedroom overnight because you forgot your CPAP machine and I it never, sounded like a chainsaw? Nope. I brought it. Always bring it. Uh, never leave the home without it. I have it in the car right now, in well, fact. Look, look at you, Mr. VIP. Listen, you know, sometimes if you want to have a good time, you gotta you got to spend a few bucks. And that's what I did. Spent got, a few bucks and we had a great night. You got to spend money to make memories. You know what, Steve? Sometimes that's the way it's got to be. You know? Pugwash is the voice of your generation. <laughs> ain't nothing like a pugwash party because the pugwash yeah. party don't stop. Yeah. Ain't no party like a pugwash party because the pugwash party don't stop. <laughs> Well, it's, good for you. Yeah, no, it, it really was great. And if you ever have a chance to go and, and explore Thomas Walsh and Pug Wash on Spotify or wherever, do it. it, it it's it, it's a treat. Excellent. It's 824 on Rock 102. Give day 28 with Bax and Steve on Rock 102. Going to be uh, crappy today, rainy with a high of 58. Could see a wintry mix tonight, maybe an inch uh, accumulation possible. But tomorrow, the sun is back out again and a high of 38. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Tomorrow on the show, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Pretty sure we're talking about cars with him. Um Really? Well, maybe. We might talk about some other things, too, but mostly the, uh, cars. The best dishwasher to be using right now? Or the, uh, I don't, maybe I don't, the best air fryer? I have not seen the uh, the latest issue. We should get other people from Consumer Reports to talk about those other things. Other things? What else is there to really buy anymore? Um, all kinds of things. <laughs> yes, I suppose there would be. I want, a, I want a Roomba. That's what I want. You want one? Yeah. I never had one. I uh, I don't know. It, I you look at the price of these damn things, and you're like, mm, I can't justify, you know. But the, can you the really? The good aff- one is like seven hundred bucks. I know, but can you really afford a sloppy house? Yes, I actually can. My house is sloppy all the time. I've ours too, and I find that we're able to do it virtually for free. You know what? I gave up on the whole uh, trying to keep everything tidy all the time. Yeah, I, I, I just uh, there's no way you can do it. With COVID. a dog and two kids. Yeah, COVID killed our housekeeping regimen. It just it destroyed it. Just like we were doing so well, and all of a sudden, like no one was oh. coming over, and we're like, well, then you know what's the point? My house cleaning regimen uh, deteriorated long ago, a long time ago. Right. And uh, you know, it's as long as it's not like disgustingly dirty, it's okay. Yeah. Hey, you got uh, three people living in a house and a dog. You're going to have things on the floor. Clutter, dog toys, uh, humped blankets. Uh, and that's from me. From you. Yeah, not say, from what, the dog. What's the dog get out of that? And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you can't worry about it too much. Yeah. We used to, many, many years ago, I had a house cleaner, a, ho- yeah. a cleaning lady. Oh, yeah. I like kind of like having a cleaning lady. But the problem is you wind up sp- spending so much time cleaning up for the cleaning lady because well, yeah. you don't want the cleaning lady to think that you're living like wolves. But well, you, you wind up spending way too much time cleaning up for her. My cleaning lady knows I live like a wolf. A really ratty wolf. Exactly. One with uh, mange. Yeah. And, uh, One that a drools, parvo. Yeah. drools a lot. Right. <laughs> Has no control. Mess. Right, it has no control of its bowels or oh, something. Oh no, it's uh, it's like it's like spackle on the side of the toilet. You know? Yet she comes every week. I don't know how she keeps doing it. We got news next to Rock 102. Rock 102. Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. And NoonanEnergy.com. 
Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. New air travel restrictions, including for American citizens established in response to the spreading Omicron COVID-19 variant, go into effect today. A December 2nd order by the CDC will require each traveler above two years old that are coming in from another country to receive a negative COVID test taken no more than a day prior to their flight or show proof of having recovered from COVID in the past 90 days. Will we be detaining uh, unlawful two-year-olds? Yeah, well, uh, if the two-year-old's positive, uh, the parent can go through, provided they're negative and have proof of vaccination. But if that kid yeah. is an anti-vaxxer at two years old, someone's going to have to, uh, I don't know, indoctrinate them into our way of living. Uh, under the rule, which uh, went into effect at 12.01 this morning, passengers will have to show the uh, test to the airline before boarding the flight. People who are not U.S. citizens or immigrants are also still required to be vaccinated to enter the country. Uh, the rule was established in response to the Omicron variant, a new strain of COVID that has captured the attention of the world leaders in the last two weeks. The variant has the potential to cause widespread surges of the virus, but its contagiousness and dangerousness are still being researched. It has been found in Massachusetts and more than a dozen other states. Um, what did I say the company was on uh, the robot? Omni Productions. Omni Productions. Uh, Omni, Omni Products uh, Incorporated, I believe. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's what it reminds me of. I don't think it's going to be that bad. That's my prediction. Well, Steve, you're, uh, you've been spending the last, what, two years uh, digging into uh, infectious disease uh, information? Uh, you've become quite an expert. Yeah, my, uh, my favorite was that guy who ran uh, like the jiffy lube of doctor's offices uh, telling everybody, uh, yeah, this is no big deal. Back in like Mar- uh, March of 2020. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why you couldn't be. You remember uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter from the uh, the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan? Oh, absolutely. Well, that guy wanted becoming like a, an expert on munitions and uh, and bombs, to the point where he was he was being summoned by the White House to tell uh, like the President of the United States all about you know weaponry. Well, why couldn't somebody in our generation all of a sudden become an expert in infectious disease? We've had lots of free time on our hands in the last two years. Why couldn't uh, why couldn't one of us do that? Because um, we're not good enough to do that. That's why I think you're wrong, Steve. No, I, I think I, I'm right about that. I think you're a lot smarter than people think. I don't think I'm that smart. I'm not smart at all. I didn't tell you where I thought people think. <laughs> I don't want to go that far into it. Oh, that other people don't think I'm right. Smart. Yeah, not about what you think. I mean, you know, well, you're probably hardly one to judge. No, but I usually speak the truth about myself, and uh, I am not that intelligent. I mean, I don't even, uh, I get suckered into, like, buying things left and right. You know, like that uh, that Whippet stuff yeah. that I bought the other day. You know, I posted a story today that I thought was absolute uh, horse hockey. Yeah. Uh, scientists find that class clowns are actually the smartest people in class. I can say with 100% confidence but that was not the case at Dighton Rehoboth Regional High School in 1984. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I really didn't. Uh, I was a class clown myself. Yeah. But uh, not very bright at all. I was a class clown, but there are people who are much smarter than me. Because I had to use humor in order to uh, to get my way through. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what I did. I, I used my sense of humor to get out of things like studying and tests and examinations. I use my sense of humor to uh, disguise my laziness every single day. It works perfect, doesn't it? It does. Once you get leave people laughing, they forget all about your uh, 
all your bad qualities. No, but they think of you as like an essential part of the team simply because you're making them laugh, not about what you're producing at work. Yeah, you can BS your way through uh, through that. You can BS your way through anything. To work here. Worked uh, here for years. Police on Sunday identified the woman who died after being injured by a sheep at a Bolton farm this uh, weekend as uh, 73-year-old Kim Taylor of Wellesley. Taylor was a longtime volunteer at Cultivate Care Farms in Bolton and was injured just after 9 a.m. Saturday. The news station reporter that reported that Taylor had been rammed by a sheep while alone in a pen and went into cardiac arrest not long after first responders arrived at the farm. Ew. Oh, I see what you did there. You did you, which is like a female sheep. Uh, Bolton Police uh, Chief uh, Warren Nelson uh, told uh, some station in Boston on Saturday that uh, Taylor was taken to Marlboro Hospital where she was pronounced dead. Police said Bolton Animal Control is working with the farm staff regarding the sheep's future. Not to, to be insensitive here, but was she doing anything to the sheep to provoke this kind of violence? Well, like calling it names? Name calling. Like, hey, uh, Wooly. Hey, Wooly. Why don't you come over here and tell me that your stay here isn't bad? Oh, I see. And the sheep saying. hates puns. Man, you're you're like Hank Aaron today, one home run after another. And that sheep, that sheep, uh, just had it up to here with this woman, you know, it, right. right, right up to the ears, right, right up to my my sheep ears, right, you know. And it, uh, his his wife had just left him. You know, his his kids don't want to talk to him anymore. This is the sheep. This is the sheep. Right, and. Uh, he just gets that one last insult. It just from like this it's lady. the straw that that broke the sheep's back. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's right, but I can understand why he would be so upset. I just you know, I, there's nothing in this story that says that the sheep was provoked. There's nothing in the story that says that you know she wasn't uh, you know uh, egging the sheep on like ah you're a sheep, you're you do sheep things, you're you're uh, you know your your wool is is. Uh, Itchy, it's scratchy. I don't like your wool. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like uh, that stuff coming off of you. Yeah, it's right. Disgusting. I've never seen more of a disgusting animal in my entire life. Thanks for mutton. You know, like they all of a sudden there's like oh. you know lamb jokes and mutton jokes, and, and then it's on like Donkey Kong, and that sheep gets so pissed off that he rams that lady, kills her dead. You know, I never, I never thought the, of sheep or uh, lambs as particularly aggressive animals. Yeah, I mean, some of them can get a little, you know, uh, a little worked up, say, like at the Big E, but not that much. You know, it's like they're like the, the least intimidating of all barnyard animals. I mean, if a cow goes after you and it's angry, you're going to get the hell out of the way, or a horse, or a, or a pig, or a donkey. You get the hell out of the way, but a sheep, not but, that intimidating, frankly. And yet they could kill. Well, she's 73. Maybe she didn't have the agility in order to uh, dodge the sheep as it's charging at her. I don't know. Now, I, wait a minute. I suppose. I didn't know a sheep rammed. I thought rams ram. Uh, yeah, again, I don't know enough about uh, sheep or ram behavior to, what, to know the difference. What about mares? Do they eat oats? Uh, mares eat oats and dozy dozy and little lambs eat ivy. What about a kid? He'll eat Ivy, too, wouldn't you? Well, yes, I would. Oh, that was, that's always been my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Mersey dotes. I always thought it was Mersey dotes. No, mares eat dotes and dozy dotes. No, mares eat, eat oats. Mersey dotes and dozy dotes and little lambsy divey. I don't think anybody's uh, eat a dote, eating a dote. What What's a dote? I don't know what a dote is. <laughs> 
The uh, Mass State Police Detective Unit assigned to the Berkshire Attorney's Office reports of uh, reports the discovery of a body in the Pittsfield State Forest on it's Saturday. It's Pittsfield, Steve. Have you been there before? I have. We've uh, been through this before. It's okay. actually Pittsfield. I don't know if you've been there. Now that they're inve- now they're investigating the death of the individual who has not been identified. Hunters reported finding the body at about five ten a.m. five ten a.m. Pittsfield Police Pittsfield Pittsfield Fire Pittsfield. Uh, have you been there before? I have. An action ambulance responded, and paramedics promptly pronounced the individual dead on the scene. The office of the medical examiner is uh, set to perform an autopsy to figure out the cause of death. Uh, yesterday, the uh, DA says the identity be, will be released after the autopsy. You know, I have been to Pittsfield, and I can't argue uh, uh, with you about your assessment of the town. Mm-hmm. It's not one of my favorite towns in Massachusetts. But it's pronounced Pittsfield. Pittsfield. I don't know about that. Trust me. I've been there. I have, too. I know. I've been there a lot. Not mm-hmm. a lot, but enough to know I don't ever want to go back. That only really took one or two times. Imagine uh, you're a hunter in the woods, going out to catch that big buck. Yep. And then, uh, then you come upon this—a dead body in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Is it one of those things where uh, you know you fire off a shot, and then you go and you're like, "Oh, did you get a buck? No, but I got a guy." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I always wanted a guy. You're lucky. Wait, what's the state limit on shooting a guy? <laughs> well. Well, yeah, no. What's the what's the rules if you already find a guy dead in the in the woods? Yeah, yeah. you got to hope that you are the one shooting him. You know, like when if you're uh, if you're driving along and you hit a deer and kill it, uh, I believe that you can file a report and they'll allow you to take that deer. I think I've seen that happen before. Actually, I think if you hit a deer with your car, yeah, I don't I don't know if you really want to take it with you. It depends on where you hit it. All right, in this case, uh, my, let's say it's Pittsfield. My Pittsfield. Uh, <laughs> it's Pittsfield. My brother did this years ago. He hit a deer, yeah. right, and then he uh, he brings it home. But then guess what happened? You could only use certain parts of the deer because uh, when he hit it, he hit the intestine of the deer, oh, which yeah. ruptured, and then all the deer poo was oh, tainting yeah. the meat. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, if you really want venison... You can find someone to give you a real venison that is not contaminated with guts and blood. Yeah, that's not what you. Yeah, want to no, be. you don't. Because venison is uh, delicious. But can, you can't do a you can't do a finders keepers with a guy in the woods. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't drag him out of the woods and bring him to show and tell. What you got there? Well, I got a I got a couple of turkeys. What about you, Bob? Well, I got a uh, I got a nice doe. I uh, had my doe tag, used the doe tag. And then uh, what about you, Phil? I got a I got a nice buck, about an eight-pointer. And what about you, uh, Dan? I got me a guy. Says here his name's Fred. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen the one that got away. <laughs> As if there's somebody chasing the trail of blood through the woods. I'm I'm really not trying to be insensitive to no, this. No, uh, but w- what can you do? But uh that, you got to think about the people involved in these things. You know, th- there was there's probably a hunter now who's got uh, some serious PTSD. Sure. From uh, coming across a body in the middle of the woods. Hey, uh, just out here deer hunting, and there's this guy just laying here. 
<laughs> this, there's there's so many grisly jokes I want to tell, but yet even even I'm feeling uncomfortable with this. Uh, it's a little gamey. <laughs> that's, that's that's what you know. That's an understatement. Uh, hey you, uh, don't mistake <laughs> Santa for a burglar this year. He might shoot back. Okay. Really? Yeah. Sheriff's office in Colorado Springs is facing heat. If you know what I'm saying, online after posting a photo of a guy who looks a lot like Santa getting a concealed handgun permit. <laughs> it looks like he could have just uh, come from a shopping mall shift because he's in big red overalls with the fluffy white trim, sitting at a desk while an employee helps him with the paperwork. All he's missing are his coat and hat. And a lot of people took issue, especially because of the school shooting in Minnesota last week. One person on Twitter said it feels like they used Santa to market guns to children. The sheriff's office claims it was just an attempt to highlight their hardworking staff in a fun way. I don't know if that's... <laughs> Doesn't it, sound that much fun. It's like this guy just sitting at the desk in front of somebody, uh, you know, the, the Santa Claus, uh, looking to get his uh, permit done. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you think about it. Um, it's not like you can call a tow truck when the reindeer breaks down. True. Yeah, I don't. No. I don't know if AAA will go. <laughs> yeah, but we'll I'm go saying, that way. But I'm saying if Vixen somehow uh, falls ill during the trip, he's yeah. dead weight at that point. Oh yeah, no, you 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 release him and let the uh, the other reindeer take yeah, over. Uh, and you know it might be hard for Santa to do that, but he knows that he has to. Get, it's kind of like that uh, the Lenny thing and George in the in the uh, of mice and men. Yes, where you where you let uh, you let Vixen. Uh, Start reciting poems, and then you, bam, right in the back of the head. Oh, there you go. Knocks them right out. Well, I mean, what are you going to do, you know? I mean, maybe you're right. Well, it's perfectly legal, and he's got a concealed carry permit. Because you do realize that these, uh, you know, antelope don't necessarily live for as long as we have been talking about them. I mean, it's possible that they have been replaced by new flying reindeer oh and then you just name them the same names over and over and over I again? or give them similar names like, like uh, pope john paul the second yes exactly i mean is uh vixen the fourth yeah <laughs> dasher prancer right uh donna dixon what was the other ones uh they, they had i can't remember I any love of them. donna dixon yeah no kidding she was what, awesome what happened to her uh i don't know nice gal though nothing wrong with that she was in lassie wasn't she Donna Dixon? No, Donna Dick Donna Dixon was uh Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, Donna Dixon. Oh, that's thinking... Donna Douglas. No. Donna no. Dixon was in uh, no. Donna Dixon. Bosom Buddies. Donna Dixon? I think Donna Dixon was in Bosom Buddies, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, she married uh Dan Aykroyd. Uh yeah, she did. There you that go. That is Donna Dixon. There you go. Who was I thinking? Oh, uh, June. Who was in Lassie? Oh, June Lockhart. June Lockhart. Pfft, tell you I'm what. I'm thinking of Donna Reed. That's Donna what I'm Reed. Thinking. Now, Donna yeah. Reed. She was a good-looking lady. I'll tell too. you what. Uh, you know, by today's standards, you know, at the time, well, at the time, you know, in, in context, you know, June Lockhart may not have seen like much. Right. But I've seen her dolled up in other roles. So let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with June Lockhart. June Lockhart had it going on. She did have it going on. What's wrong, Lassie? Rough, rough. Oh, you want me to show you my Playboy <laughs> spread from 1957? Well, here you go. Yeah, no, Donna Dixon was in uh, Bosom Buddies. If you remember, if you remember, uh, I believe it was Peter Scolari who had the hots for Donna Dixon on the show. Yeah, she was like the uh, the neighbor, wasn't she? 
Well, they all live in this like uh, this female dormitory, right? Kind right, of thing. Right, right, this right, female right. apartment building. All females, all women. That's why you had uh, Buffy and Hildegard in in that show. They needed a place to stay. Never really followed that show as much as I thought I did. You know more about that than I do. I I, I saw it first run. Steve. Yeah, see, that's the problem. You see a lot of you've seen a lot of things first run that I have. Oh, let me tell you something. Age has really caught up with me, but it hasn't affected my ability. to Remember a good TV show. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be crappy and rainy for the rest of the day. High of fifty-eight, and then uh, winter.